for last. Hey, Kurt, this is Richard Wilson from Mad Shelley Films, and we have a message for you. This, this is, is Mad Shelley Films, and, and you're listening to Inspirato Projecto Radio. Wow. Okay, it's 7.02 p.m. Uh, the 26th March. Is it March? And, wow, so Love Boat, oh my God. I've been obsessed with watching this, okay? I'm on, what are we on, what are we on now? Season two, episode eight. And what's interesting is I've seen Mike Brady, I've seen the dad of Brady Bunch appear on her twice, but it's two different characters. And then there's this guy who was just in the last episode who's been on here twice, but playing different characters. Um... Okay, so here are a couple of things, huge revelations that have come to me where, uh, wow. Okay, so one of the, okay, so the most recent thing I I saw, it was a woman writing out a letter. She's writing out a letter and she puts P.S., you know, thank you for not smoking. And then she adds P.P.S., thank you for not littering. It's so funny. I didn't realize, okay, so, because I've, <laughs> so funny, I sign PS a lot um, in emails and stuff, and then a lot of times I'll put PPS. I didn't realize till just now that it's from watching Love Boat long ago that I even actually learned what that was or how to do that. Another one was there's an episode where there's a diamond thief, and they're, they're showing, he's like, oh, yeah, if it's a real diamond, it'll cut glass. And uh, you end up finding out, uh-oh, it's the wah-wah-wah. It's the fake diamond because it ends up crumbling against the glass, and it's not the real thing. And I realized, oh, my God, that's another thing that I didn't realize that I knew, but I didn't know why I knew that. You know, that was like one of those facts that I knew that a diamond cuts through glass, but I didn't know how I knew that. Well, now I know how I know that. Also, there's an episode where a lady calls a guy a chauvinist. I realized that's the first time I ever heard of what a chauvinist was. Chauvinist pig. That was the first time I ever heard that term. So it's funny. I'm watching these old episodes, and I'm having these flashbacks of these times when I was a little kid. Last time I saw them, watching them with my mom and dad. It's really, really intriguing. So many really interesting adult themes. It all ties up with love at the end. There are no loose ties with love. It's it's so highly vibrational, this show. Wow. The people from Brady Bunch, Happy Days have been on there. Um, the dude isn't who's from Gomer Pyle. Uh, Vincent Price was just on. This is uh, crazy too. Lind, uh, Lindley, her name is last name is Lindley, and the Schreiber and uh, Avery Schreiber. There are two theaters in town. There's the Avery Schreiber Theater and the Whitmore Lindley. And from watching the show, I'm going, oh my god, that's Avery Schreiber. That's you know Lindley. She's probably. You know, one of the Lind, Lind, she's probably, instead of the Whitmore, she's the Lindley. <laughs> it's just like, it's, it's, it's intriguing. It's intriguing. Each episode is like, it ties up with such, oh, and the wordplay is awesome. And it seems like they're starting to get bigger budgets for the season two, because I was reading that they um, started actually shooting on an actual ship. Wow, Richard Dawson. That's funny. Robert Goulet. Uh, Juliet Mills. Soupy Sales. That was... Oh, my God. Loretta... Oh, I think she was from MASH. She was on a different episode, too. Soupy Sales. Wow. That was... My original name for, for Yachtly Crew was Sloopy Sales. Sloopy sales. And then uh, my name ended up becoming Stony Shores because I asked my dad. I'm like, Dad, give me, you know, what would be a good name? But it's crazy. Okay, so Robert Goulet is going to show up on here. Um, oh, Willis from, uh, from um, 
three uh, uh, different strokes was on. Chachi from Happy Days, the mom, the dad, Potsy. Uh, wow, it's just really intriguing seeing these folks on here. Some of these people who are comedians, some of these people are known for dramas, and then seeing the people who are used, you know, used to being in dramas, being comedians, it's like... To see the younger versions of these people now is incredible. And I'm wondering if maybe a lot of these people got their start on Love Boat. Like Epstein, maybe Welcome Back Cotter came out after Love Boat. I don't know, I still got to do my research on that. Wow, this is just so fascinating. So fascinating. Oh, another fascinating thing I learned. I was looking at my anchor.fm dashboard. You could check out the analytics from whoever um, has been watching your your, or listening to your, your podcast. It's crazy. I, 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 uh, cause when you click, you can click like United States and then, and then all of a sudden it t- shows you all the different States that, that where, where your podcast being listened. So you could go, Oh, Colorado. Okay. Go into Colorado. Okay. Now it'll show you the different towns that are listening to your podcast. Well, if you back out and back out and you go to geographic location, if you click on it, there's a new thing now that they show. It shows you the percentage of where your podcast is being listened to on other planets. I mean, if I ever see even a 1% on Jupiter or something, it's like, how do they, how can they tell? That would be nuts if I end up having more uh, Galactic Federation listeners than... Human being listeners? Either way, you're listening to this and you're somehow resonating with it. Thank you for listening to Inspirato Projecto, by the way. You're probably going to hear me geek out a lot about Love Boat because I'm going to keep... I'm Oh, this is one of the things, the bigger budget. Okay, so I was reading was that they started actually shooting on uh, Princess... Princess... Uh, Princess... What is it? Let's see. Princess Cruiser? No. Let's see. The the something princess. The first season they didn't show guest stars faces in the uh in the uh lifesaver thing. Season two, they do. Actually, there was two episodes, one or two episodes where they showed the guest star faces within the um, uh, the the lifesaver thing. Oh, Pacific Princess. That's the name of it. The Pacific Princess. You know, it's so crazy because we play the Love Boat theme during Yachtly Cruise shows at a certain point. And uh, so it's interesting. I'm, I'm going to be viewing that experience uh, very differently now. Very differently. Um, yeah, I'm going to be looking at it very differently now. But anyway, what I was reading was Love Boat started being shot on an actual ship. And then those who would um, ride, like you could actually book, you could actually book the cruise. You could actually book your cruise during the same time that the show was being filmed. So if you were on that ship, you would be an extra. So it's interesting because I, I read that. And now that I'm in season two, I'm starting to see a lot more shots of the uh, cruise liner out there in the ocean. Now it looks less like it's shot in a studio and more actually on the ship for sure. The camera angles, the lighting looks different. Um, and you're you're seeing a lot more actual guest stars. So I don't know if this means just means that they have more money or what bigger budget but there are more people more like tiny one-liner you know like one-liner um folks that are coming in and um you know having their two cents (laughs) um in these episodes so it's it's really quite really quite exciting and i can't wait to see what other revelations come to me because like i said 
the last time I saw any of these episodes was when I was a little kid. And, you know, all these years have passed. This is the kind of cool stuff that just excites me. The kind of synchronicities, the epiphanies where you go, whoa, I didn't realize that I knew what I knew because of that specific thing. What? You know, and your mind just explodes. You're going, what the heck? I know this thing because of that show? Just mind-boggling. Only one of those, I think. So you, okay, so you saw two. I've seen two myself. Uh, I tried to get a hitch ride for one of them. But uh, they did not. Come here. They, they, I shit you not, man. They had no engine noise. It had like this, uh, it looked like uh, episode five, the the, 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 uh, the Star Wars, where it's like that, that triangle ship that they had. Uh-huh. No engine noise. It had. It looked like that as far as the figure, but it had this weird, like, electro red pulsing thing around it, and it turned and moved without any engine noise. And looked at me and my buddy Nick. Nick was there. Oh, wow. Tried to catch a fucking ride. It was <laughs> two in the fucking morning at Maclavena on oh. Beth's birthday, and this thing saw us, spotlighted us, and then went. Two. Oh. How far away was it? Would you say it is as far as that? Is that is that like the ridge up there? No way! And you saw it that close. And it looked at us and then went fuck no. Went with no engine noise. And, it went, and that was the first time you saw one. That was the first time I saw one. The second one was just a bunch of lights and it came at me. And then I was like, and I was like, that's not a fucking ship, dude. That's not. It's above the horizon because I'm a sailor out in Alaska as well. Whoa. Uh, I'm telling, I'm telling my buddy, I'm like, that's not a ship. It's above the horizon. I can see it from here. And he's like, no, no, it's not. And as it's getting closer, it's getting closer. I'm seeing it lift up more. And then I see it drop, like, perceptibly. And I'm watching this light come through the water. And I'm like, what the oh, fuck my is God. that, bro? And then it hits the island. Whoa. And I'm looking over the cliff, like, where did it fucking go? I, I remember hearing about that, how UFOs would travel underwater, but you actually witnessed it. Yeah, and they've actually tracked fish. They put trackers on fish, and they see them. They go through the island. There's, there's tubes that go all through that fucking island. You know what's so crazy you're bringing this up? Because there was that UFO sighting, uh, I don't know, it was like three months ago. It, it was, uh, I think it was in Oahu. It was a blue UFO, and it went down, it went I, into the water. I heard of that. And the fact that you saw that same kind of thing happen. Oh, oh no, look at it. Dude, check this out. Malakai Cargo. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is from that movie. That, the movie, the series of movies that that guy puts out. Yeah. There, there's the, this is a fake cargo You're company. Synchronicity. Dude. <laughs> you really are, dude. What's so crazy is this is that, like, in the, in the show, these, these girls are, like, FBI agents. And this is the name of their fake company. That, they're, that they use. And so I looked it up online. I'm like, is this a real place? But it was like, oh, no, it was fake. But someone made one on Tee Public. And I'm like, I got to buy that. Oh, so so today I decided to wear this. God. And that's he's from funny. Hawaii. Dude, and so I got my Dali mask. And she's got the Dali tattoo. And his name is Scruffy. And Scruffy we grew up with. And you saw UFO sightings in Hawaii. Huh? He wasn't going to be here today. I wasn't going to. Really? I thought he was going to lay over in San Diego overnight. I was going to travel from, I was, again, across the border from Mexico. And I was going to fly out of San Diego to San Francisco back to L.A. And she said, no, why don't I just pick you up and we can skip the entire day of traveling and you fly out at 6.50 from L.A. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> I am so happy you picked him up. I'm so glad that it's you said unreal. yes. And what's that tattoo on you? Is that the sacred? Is that the sacred geometry? Yeah, I got, I got that. Oh, I love it. Oh, that's really Dude, cool. wow. I got that from Erica Wedge in New Orleans in 2017. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Right. <laughs> These are great. And you're a big Dali fan, huh? Uh, <laughs> are you a surrealist? Do you do you paint or draw or, or any of that? I draw, but it's uh, realism, like portraits. Mhm. Mm that's awesome. Yeah, big time. He's on me now, so <laughs> I almost, after I got his tattoo, I almost feel like, in a way, I'm like, wed to him. Because <laughs> I'm also reading one. his book, The Secret Life of Dolly, that he wrote. Turns out he's a fucking psychopath. <laughs> really violent. It's crazy because there's a whole other autobiography I read about him. It was, I almost want to say it was called, I think they named it after one of his paintings. I want to say it was called Persistence of Memory or something. But that was like, 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 eons ago and it was interesting because they were talking about that secret life of Dali and they're like okay now here's where things get crazy you know is he <laughs> embellishing about crazy things that happen I, in his life or are these the real things you know and, I mean, and nobody else was if aware you of keep it. reading he even says that like the it's really blurry for him what's real and what's not because he like lives in his head 
so much. It sounds like classic schizophrenia to me, um, but that's what makes him a genius. So. <laughs> yeah, to be able to blend dream and reality. Between exactly. like, oh yeah, he's batshit, and that is the coolest thing I've seen today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, there was actually, I think, some study done between like schizophrenic people's brains and artists' brains in the creative center that uh, has like, they, they have a similar creative center where it's just like less inhibition. I mean, it's like the filter is kind of loose. So it just says, do it. I think that's so the thing. So artists, creatives, and schizophrenics have that similarity. So I wonder. Right, but, like there's no wall in between one Yeah, they think it, and and whereas normal people <laughs> think, of, think of something and they're like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. They don't. They just let it come through. No right, non-filtered. Yeah. I was reading about how Dali would... would he, when he would fall asleep, it get, like it rang a bell or something, so he would stay in this constant state of like uh-huh. so sleepy, you know. So he was like always the... like sleep painting. <laughs> <laughs> it's a theta state. It's a theta state, which is similar to meditative states. And um, so what he would do is on his couch, he'd sit down, and then he'd have like a spoon in his hand and a bowl under. And every time he doze off, the spoon would drop, and he'd be like, "Oh, oh my god!" Yeah, so cool, yeah, so cool. Like that. In, in between space of awake and asleep, that's where his I love it. I He's love it. So cool. I love him. Absolutely. So you do you have a do you have an Instagram as well? Uh, I do, but I'm not very active on it. Okay. Let's see what it is. Or an or an email so I can contact you because. Yeah. Scruff Jones with three Fs. Uh, <laughs> 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 <He's a simple laughs> old Scruff Jones. <laughs> the ballad of Old Scruff Jones. Yeah, come on, man. I play guitar and bass too. I'm in a band called Roadside Bananas. Roadside Bananas. Of course you are. Oh my God. It's good, man. That's brilliant. Is it? Is it? Is it like out? Can people hear this music? Uh, it's not quite. We don't have recorded songs, but we do have songs we play live. But mostly just on the Big Island. I don't go very far with the guys yet because uh, <laughs> I like staying out there. I really it boggles my mind to be in a city of this many people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I bet. He's like, I've never. He's never been to LA. Oh wow! Oh, I've never been to LA. I'm wow. Yeah, you're bringing him to a historic spot too, Mulholland Drive, baby. Holy cow, man! Have you ever seen Mulholland Drive by Lynch, David Lynch? No. Oh, well, this is that this is that street that the movie was named after, Mulholland Drive. Very mysterious, winding road. It kind of, you know, these like mountainous green parts remind me of the Big Island. It's nice. Reminds you of what? The Big Island. Oh, the Big Island. Yeah, I gotta visit that. Yeah, there's a lot of huge gulches and gullies where going through, especially along the Hamakua Coast. Absolutely serene and beautiful, and it's, oh, there's some kind of magic or mana on that island that's like, there, you find a reason to stay or find a reason to go. <laughs> I can't Anybody stay away for too long. I yeah, that's always go you, back. I keep wow. trying to say come back, and you're like, I don't think I would leave if I came back. <laughs> right? I mean, I was there most of last year through like the whole quarantine pandemic shit, and um, oh, that's go a good back, place to. Go that's back, a very I'm not going to come back to LA. <laughs> yeah, oh my like, god. There's like. Uh, I don't know, 30 people who have the coronavirus on Big Island right now. I'd like to get back home. <laughs> well, maybe it has something to do with the nature that's out there. Just nature, just by being in nature all the time, being like swimming the in the ocean. They tried to, they tried to close the oceans, but nobody listened to them. <laughs> they, they did, and then I remember, I remember seeing cops come out with full mask and full uniform, just glaring at everybody swimming. Oh, oh my God. I'm like, what are you going to do? We're yeah. not getting out of the water now that you're here. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, just what I can. Just what I thought. So a bunch of people are swimming. It's kind of oh the my lawless god. place, the east side. Of oh the my god. There's like no. It's the wild west. Really? Yeah, they will it's body people jungle. out there. They absolutely will. If you start fucking up and you start going around with no respect, and they'll fucking throw your ass in a hole. And they won't oh, find but it. that's like the Hawaii. Oh boy. I was looking up folklore of Hawaii and they're talking about the men, men Menahune. Qua- Menahune. Yes, these little, yeah, all the various kind of creatures. Have you seen any? I've, I've, I've definitely had some experiences that I can only account to being Menahune, but I've never seen them. Oh my gosh, what happened? Uh, I was in uh, Polulu Valley and uh, with a bunch of a bunch of dear friends of mine I really had to take a shit dear so, friends some people have squirrel friends he's got dear friends <laughs> I do I, I, I got human friends too <laughs> uh, I I was like alright I gotta go take a shit and so I walked back to the swamp and I, love uh, it. I start walking towards the swamp and I start hearing like psh, psh, hey over here check this out no. what are you doing and I'm like stop 
just stop, guys. And I'm like, I really gotta go to. The, and by the time that I went to the spot, there was like, all right, this is where I was gonna shit. I don't have to shit anymore because there's somebody fucking whistling at me. Oh they scared God. the shit in, back in you. You know, oh usually people get this shit scared out of them. <laughs> so you heard? They <laughs> scared the shit in you. Yeah. Exactly. So you heard the little hey hey hoo, hoo. You heard these little these little creatures like it would out there. Come from like over here and then oh my it would come God. from behind me and then it would come from my right and then it would come from right there and then sometimes it would come from like what? literally right behind me like a oh. wrestling. Or oh my God. Shit. Like they're just fucking with you like a leprechaun and it's funny how a lot of uh, native cultures have a story of little pygmy pranksters uh -huh. that are a little bit more like pixie rather than fairy they're like we are going to be mean and not uh -huh. uh, and malevolent rather than uh playing my kind jokes on you it's like oh ha 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 and they're like no i'm gonna kick you in the knees and you're gonna be like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> that's that same story of the, of the Menehune is very much like a leprechaun where they will do really mischievous and sometimes hurtful things to you. Oh my god. Just to mislead. I hear you just don't want to mess with those guys exactly. really. Exactly. You don't say their name after night and you don't whistle at dark. Oh boy. That's, oh that's, wow. That's the, the folklore tales. If you whistle or if you say their name after dark, that invites them. Oh god. Wow. Yeah. And that, that, they'll come that's to you. That's incredible. <laughs> Has anyone ever dared to make movies about those those little creatures, or are they just terrified that they'll be like forever haunted I, by them? I don't know very much about uh, film or pop culture. I've rather stayed I stayed rather out of the loop for most of my life, but I'd be curious to know if something has. But That's incredible. Like a whole Menahune bread too, like the water bottles have. Menahune. Oh yeah, they got Menahune water. Oh my god. Like scared of them, but they respect. It's it, it's definitely a level of respect. Less understanding, wow. more respect. We're like, yeah, we don't know why it does that, but we let it do that. Wow. <laughs> so between those little creatures and the UFOs, all is right with the world in, your, in Hawaii, right? Yeah, the largest uh, military Pele. installation disguised as a vacation destination. Wow. But like the spirit of Pele is for sure uh, present. I heard that something happens if you got pork in your car and you drive past Pele, like it all comes out spoiled or something. Do you know about that? No, I've never heard about that. Because uh, I guess there was some god that Pele had some issue with that was like oh, a, a, a pig, pig kind of god. Yeah, turn him into the pig oh, fish. And uh, if anybody has a, a pork, it, it, a Pele thinks that you're trying to sneak sneak this this uh, pig god like mm -hmm. into its oh, domain or something. This is all just, I mean, I, I went deep down the rabbit hole trying can, to figure out about I this. Can, I remember the pig god got turned into a fish, and he's got the longest oh. fucking name out of any fish <laughs> in Hawaiian. Oh. You can Google the pig nose fish, and, he, and that'll come up. But. And then there's certain flowers, too, that, like, one of them lives up in the mountain, and one of them lives near the, the beach. They used to be two lovers that were split oh, apart because of some kind of... And if you pick the flowers, she will curse you. Oh my god. If they fall, you can pick them up. That's fine. But if you pick them off of a tree, she'll curse you and your love will leave you. If you take lava off the island, apparently you'll yeah. Whoa! If you take Pele's children off the island, she will she will make you bad luck. Oh my god. That actually turns out to be a folklore driven by the people at Volcano National Park so much to the point that that's Oh, not so no one would steal Yes. <laughs> steal the Hawaii. lava. But folklore. also they have a lot of respect for the Aina, the island, and it's like just Absolutely. It's like mostly out of respect. Mm-hmm. But you can, if you believe your curse, and you're cursed. <laughs> That's the whole thing. Is curses only have power if you believe them, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my so, God. There's so many. Cool. I highly recommend it. If Thanks. you go, um, I mean, it's really, it's the big island, but it's like. I think this is a, a sign that I absolutely have got to go out and visit because I've just been thinking. I'm like, okay, I, I really want to see this. I've been watching these old Fantasy Island reruns and stuff and <laughs> Love Boat. I've been getting obsessed with these old Love Boat reruns, you know, so it's just that vibe of, like, out out there in the sea. 15 out of 10, tell your friends, tell your enemies. Again, you'll find a reason to stay or you'll find a reason to go. <laughs> wow. I've, and I've seen it. Just like it, It's the only, that in Alaska is the only two places that I've ever been judged by the quality of the character that I am I love it. I've, been, yes. I've hitchhiked across 46 states in this, in this year. <laughs> Whoa. I've, the only two places that have ever been like, not looking at me like some rag shit, uh, ramshackle son of a bitch. And just like, so why are you here, bro? It's been Hawaii and Alaska. Mm. And I've, I've seen some crazy shit in both of those states. And I don't, it, the crazier than out here, man, even though out here there's just a lot of people and it starts dragging on my psyche. But other than that, highly recommend Dude, definitely get to know the people that live there because they'll tell you about all the great spots. It's a small island. It's two and a half hours. Small big island. But it's a big island. Yeah, stay in touch with Scruffy. So you. This is good. I got a lifted Toyota truck on the island. Got one giant golden skull on the front. 
Wow. One giant golden skull. It's a piggy bank. It was given to me in 2019 for Christmas. Yes, it's a piggy bank. That's awesome. Paige gave that to me. I don't know if you know Paige. The golden skull. She's got a picture of it. Yeah, I was just showing him. She's like, oh, yeah, I took this picture when you tried to help. Oh, you took a picture of the golden skull? Yeah, I'll it anywhere on the streets. It's him. Yeah, you can see it. I love it. You got to be kidding me. I love it, man. That's great. <laughs> That's awesome. You didn't even, I now have a oh my God. in front of that. Oh, I got a cop bumper on the front of that truck. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's great. I can get real militant on people. <laughs> <laughs> you need a four-wheel drive car if you go there because there's like not... Uh, that's the way you'll see the real island. Yeah. Maybe you can get something that goes yeah. off the road. Oh, oh. Cars, they have a word there called punified. Oh, yeah. Cars don't last there. It rains yeah, a lot like, and just destroys oh, You need like hoop, hoopties or beaters and shit like that. But it's like you get a car out there that is like a hoopty and that thing will become punified in two weeks. Unless <laughs> and uh, what I mean by that is like you'll have mold like that thick grown on the what? interior because it's a rainforest. Oh, wet out there. So, you got so how do you? What do you do for a car that you live that, like, in it or to you continue to operate and clean it? <laughs> oh my God! Otherwise, it will die in the jungle. She will reclaim it. Silica packets. Yes. That's the way. The, what you get inside of those beef jerky things? Or yeah, yeah. Uh, nori. Yeah, it like sucks oxygen so out of the air. Like there's the water. almost no point. The silica packets are good for like your your pantry. And yeah, your or salt. your laundry. Like your laundry basket? That's what I keep them in, in like a car case. Everything so. is moldy there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> everyone's blankets, everyone's car, oh cars, everything. Yeah, pillows. everything is moldy. Going down to Baja, California yeah. was really nice because I was like, wow, I can actually dry out my blankets oh that my I God. brought. <laughs> <laughs> Set them out in the sun and it took up. It's a, just a great place. I love it. I wouldn't want to live anywhere else in this world, honestly. Again, yeah. traveled to 46 states by my thumb, and that was like <laughs> the only place that I really felt like home was, was Hawaii. The only place that really accepted me for who I was was Alaska and Hawaii. Wow. Everybody else seems to judge. Yeah, Not to say that everybody LA. does, but a, yeah. the, the majority of the United States is, is very appearance-based in how they view people. Mm -hmm. It's like, you look like you make money or you look like something, that's what you are. You're in the capital yeah. of it, baby. Uh, yeah. Especially in California. I'm going back up fishing in Alaska this summer. They they don't need to know about that. <laughs> no, uh, well, you guys, it was a pleasure meeting you. Jenny and I probably should go go uh, check out some nature <laughs> yeah, here. She's got to run off to work soon. I do but, have to make it. Oh my god. <laughs> You guys so got a bus out of here? Hey, it was a pleasure meeting you. This yeah. is so fun. Yeah. This is so kick-ass, you guys. Thank you. Be whale. Be and whale. Be whale. That's incredible. Wow. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Oh my God. So many synchronicities. Oh my God. That's nuts. Of course I'm wearing this t-shirt today. Oh my God. We just decided at the last minute to go out here. Yeah. To this, and you picked this specific spot. Yeah. Oh my God. Wow, man. Wow. Scruffy. Oh my God. What's interesting, her Instagram name is Euphoria, Y-O-U, Euphoria, and that's how I like to spell universe, Y-O-U-N-I-V-E-R-S-E. There's so many little commonalities. Wow, so many little commonalities with those two. That Dali tattoo, that was crazy. Here's your fun fact. Harrison Ford almost wasn't Han Solo. Burt Reynolds was among the top contenders to play Han Solo, along with Al Pacino, Jack Nicholson, and Christopher Walken. Wow. They picked the right one as far as I'm concerned. Stick, stay tuned to Inspirato Projecto for more fun facts. 
Uh, geez, I am just blown away by that last segment. Whew, all the synchronicities that were involved. Right now it's 1.39 p.m. Today's the day after that day. Today's the 28th. And, uh, on my, I'm on my way up to the, up to the store right now. I gotta go get some new, uh, products. Some, some new feud, some new feud products. And now, a really big shoe. Oh, this is so funny. So my, uh, the Yachtly Crew guys told me about this face swap app called, um... Impressions? Impressions app. Let's see, hold on. Let's see if I could back out of this and take a look at this. I think it's called Impressions app. Yeah. And uh, it's got a bunch of different... There's a free version and then there's a paid version. The free version, it shows you all these different celebrity faces that you can choose from. And it gives you about eight seconds to say, to, you know, to try it out each time to put all these watermarks on it. You can pay for it. And I'm pretty sure they wipe away those watermarks. But one of those guys in there was, uh, it was Jack Nicholson. And I've done the Jack Nicholson impression around uh, the Yachtly Crew guys before. And one of them goes, oh, dude, you ought to, you ought to do a Jack Nicholson impression and have him uh, do a promo for the Yachtly Crew show. And I thought, oh my God, that's incredible. So I did one for April 23rd, uh, which is going to be coming up at the Pala Casino in Arizona. And then, uh, and then, uh, Let's see. I think there's March, April. I think May. I think there's something coming up in May, too. May 3rd. Oh, yeah. Concerts in your car. That's what it is. Concerts in your car. Where um, it's going to be another drive-in show. So get ready for a lot more podcasts concerning uh, behind-the-scenes hijinks with Yachtly Crew. Also, I've got... I've got uh, episodes that are just, um, I've got episodes that are just waiting to emerge that just require some editing. And uh, so once I edit those, then what I'll do is uh, I'll make sure to um, upload those onto, um, onto, onto Anchor. Um, let's see what else was I going to say oh yeah 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 as you know I've been addicted to watching Love Boat episodes and it's so crazy because there's so many revelations that are happening in that show uh, like I told you there's certain certain things that I'm like oh my gosh that's why I know about that or that's why I know about that and there's one where uh, the guy J.J. Walker said his name from Good Times he's on the show twice but the second time he's on the show he plays a ghost Actually, I thought it was really cool to see Love Boat get more into a supernatural area. You can see that they have a bigger budget now. You start seeing a lot more extras. There are a lot more bit parts. Really intriguing. Um, so I've been doing that. I've been uploading Kapow Q&As from Film- Filmocracy. Um, those take some time. i got to put titles on there. Uh, the opening, there's that opening animation that Ryan made, which is really cool. So I got to put that on there and then, um, titles and all that razzmatazz. And then, uh, so that takes a certain amount of time to render and then, um, and export. And then another certain amount of time, write down all the stuff, upload it to YouTube. So many little details involved. And then you, and then you include that, you go zoop, hook that into a playlist. So then you have a playlist of those Q and A's. And then it just makes it, uh, just makes it good and easy. I saw the first episode of Invincible, that, uh, comic book show. It's, uh, adult-oriented. Um, I don't mean, I mean, as far as I, I, I haven't seen any sex scenes, but, I mean, adult-oriented in terms of, there's some language in there, you know? But I'm pretty sure every, pretty much every 7th or 8th grader starts picking up 
picking up those words and then um, you just use using them all the time. You ever notice that once you started learning what these swear words were or once, you know, you felt that freedom of saying these adult, these special, these particular adult words when you weren't around your parents or other adults and you just went haywire with it. It's like, whoa, it's like a new toy. F this, F that, you know. Uh, but there, there's some, I think I hear, I think I, I think the mom calls the son an a-hole or something in the show. These kids just being a, a jerk, but it's it's a it's really. I mean, the other thing that I wanted to say was that what's sort of adult about it is that there's some blood and guts on this show. I mean, it's there. There's a rickety feeling. I think we tend to like stuff that has a rickety aspect to it because we're hoping. I think secretly we're hoping that things are going to get balanced in some way. And um, I can just tell that that's a show that's going to be addic- uh, addictive. And I got other stuff that I got to put together. That's what it is. That's what it is. It's that feeling of that, you know, that knock. Knocking my noggin. Saying, uh, saying, hey, can you... you saying, uh, saying... Um, there's a very confused group of people here trying to park, acting very strange, very weird, very slow. Uh, I will... <laughs> I'll talk to you more later. Oh, my gosh. This person, what is going on? I understand caution, throwing caution to the wind, but now she's throwing it to the trees and the, uh, <laughs> and the, and the land and the uh, oceans. My goodness, she's ca- throwing caution everywhere. Okay, I will. We will talk more later. We will talk more later. It's now 6.40 p.m. Today is... I think this is March 30th, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. March 30th. Oh, my God. I've been having so much fun with this app that the Yachtly Crew guys that uh, Chaz Ruiz, a.k.a. Baba Bowie, told me all about. Oh, my God, this impression app allows me to go through it. They're, they have a certain amount of choices, and it's a bunch of faces, and you can loop, you know, scroll on down, find a face. You get about nine seconds you can do four of them every two hours. So what's been happening is they, if you buy the paid version, I think you get up to 20 seconds. What you do is you record your face on there first and then the app maps your face it attaches it to your face it's really incredible so Lawrence August and songwriting buddy who's uh, with the music group Zelza Z-E-L-Z-A-H. Check them out on iTunes. Also, Spotify and Instagram. You can hear bits and pieces of them. He, oh, and also I'm in a uh, project with him called Wishing to Float, WTF. This, believe it or not, we invented that band, WTF, because he thought, wow, that's so great, Wishing to Float. That will be a great, you know, just shorthand thing, WTF. And then shortly after that, the group LMFAO emerged. Which is interesting because Yachtly Crew ended up playing Red Foo's girlfriend's birthday party on his, um, in his tennis court. They built a stage. And, uh... 
so interesting. So interesting how things wrap around, huh? So, he wrote, uh, I know what it was. We were in, in our text messages. He said, oh, I want to see a, I want to see a, a scene between Christopher Walken, Jack Nicholson, and Vinnie Barbarino. I said, okay, write one up and I'll do it. And so he wrote it up and I did it. And then he, he wrote up another and, and then he's like, oh, I got another new one. And then he wrote up another one. And so then I did that. And so it's fun because these are like 30 second sitcoms. It's so much fun. And I'm, I'm learning the art of uh, pre, pre, um, pre-thought, if that's, if that makes sense. The characters' interactions to each other, um, where the other characters are looking when they're talking. It's really, really, it's a lot of fun. It's funny because I never was, uh, I, I don't think I ever really have done a a great Christopher Walken impression. But when he said that, I, I thought, okay, I'll give it a, I'll give it a go. We'll try. I'm, I'm still figuring out the, um, nuances. But the other ones I got down pretty good and they're up on TikTok. So if you got TikTok, I would love to see on there. TikTok.com slash then the at sign, Inspirato Projecto. One word, Inspirato Projecto. If you have TikTok, just go to Inspirato Projecto. Projecto, one word, one long word. And you can see, I don't know how many how many got up there, but it's, it's quite a fever. Once you start creating, it's, um, oh, it just becomes so exciting, so fun. so fun it's crazy to think that you can make these things between you know what one second two seconds and a minute I just thought of something how interesting would that be is if you record an entire movie and then you speed it up you crunch it down <laughs> and um so it's like one oh my god wouldn't it be funny if you squash it down to like five seconds like lord of the rings the first movie squash it down to five seconds so everything is speeding through you take out the audio but everything is speeding through you're able to get an entire like three hour movie in five seconds. Oh my god, that'd be hilarious. That could be like a whole new art form. Wow. It's so amazing when we think about the kinds of care, consideration, um, respect that we give to certain organizations to certain things because they you know what they either have a name for themselves or it looks like other people are following it or other people are quoting it a lot it's it's really interesting how that works really interesting <laughs> oh my gosh yeah, if you got TikTok, I would love to see on there. Also, if you want to send me a message, I would love to hear your message. You can send it to inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com. That is the official gmail.com. You send it there. I could put your audio on here. In fact, you'll hear, you'll hear some audio from some folks on here. Um... If you go to anchor.fm slash projecto, you can leave me a voice message. Uh, you could call the hotline. Here we go. This is the hotline. 
561-203-9179-er. Call up the hotline, 561-203-9179-er. And uh, you just call a voicemail. Leave a message on there. And I'll put it I'll put it onto the podcast. By the way, Yachtly Crew is playing April 23rd. Already we got the end of the March here. Huh? This is crazy. April 23rd. And uh, Pala Casino. And then May 3rd, we're playing at the at the uh, concerts in your car. That'll be fun. That'll be a lot of fun. I love the theater around aspect. That's always a blast. For those things, you need to drink lots of water. Lots and lots of water. Anyway, without further ado, and definitely without further ado, I'm going to present to you a message here, and I believe it's... Uh, let's bring one in from Man Behind the Machine. Let's see what he has to say. In Sprata, what was your first video game console and what year? I remember the first time I saw a video game, my Aunt Gloria had gotten the system that had Pong on it. And it had two controllers that were just dials, and you'd spin it left or right, and then that would enable you to move your little boop, 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 your little thing up or down. I remember her bringing it over and us having a blast. It was so fun, so amazing. That simplicity. Mine was Atari 2600. I don't know how we talked my dad into that, How where he got that idea. We were always like years behind in technology. We usually waited till everybody else got technology and then we and then we'd usually get last year's versions of stuff. Um, cuz it was less expensive and and all the bugs were worked out. Still just as good. Still just as good, otherwise it would not have been made in the first place, <laughs> you know? And I love that Atari 2600. I had I had friends who had Nintendo. So I'd go over there and play. Some of my friends had different arc, uh, Atari games than me. For instance, I had a friend named Monte Dox. What a cool name, Monte Dox. He was a little, my little buddy in uh, probably, I want to say fourth grade, maybe. I remember we would read Old Yeller. He was so funny, this little black kid. He would just burp really loud. And... I remember how upset my teacher, Mrs. Ms. Dirk. That's right, Mrs. Dirk. I think that's I think that's what her name was. I think it was that. Unless it was a different teacher. Anyway, I think he was in. Yeah, uh, was he? In, no, that was was that a different. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Monte would read Old Yeller all the time, all the time, and she'd be like, "Monte, stop reading Old Yeller." We're we're. You know, we're on this mission, we're on this assignment now. He was just such a smiley, funny guy. And on the weekends, he would ride his bike over, just completely unannounced. He would arrive at the house with his bag of of uh, Atari cartridges. He'd go, hey, I thought maybe you'd want to trade, you know? And, and I'd be like, yeah, let's let's do that. And then so then I'd, I'd find some cartridges, and he'd trade, and I'd trade, and I'd get them back, and I'd go over there and... You know, I'd get my cartridges back. I bring bring his back, and then bring him new ones to trade. And we were always trading. We had so much fun with Atari Twenty Six Hundred. I remember Berserk. Remember Berserk? That was such a funny. I tried to visualize the the stuff that I'd see on the cartridge. I or the yeah the well the art the the art that was on these uh, cartridges. I would envision those things as being those little pixels that were running around and. Shooting at me and oh, combat! Remember with the tank and the and the uh, airplanes and you could have like like 
with the tanks, that was fun because you could sh shoot these bullet, these cannonballs that go bum, 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 and bounce all over the place. Oh my god! There's a kid who grew up down a block. I think he had. Uh, uh, I want to. Let's see. Did he have in television? I want to say he had in television. There's a B fifty two bomber game. <clears throat> it was a really big deal because apparently it was the first game that would talk that talked, unless it was missile something missile. But I want to say it was B-52 Bomber. It was like, rah, 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 rah. It kind of had the voice, speak and spell. Speak and spell. It had kind of like that, speak and spell. You are now dropping a missile. Target, target exploded. You know, target exploded. Or whatever it said. And I just remember being fascinated by the fact that this thing was talking. And I had another friend who had ColecoVision... And on there was Donkey Kong Jr. I love going in there and playing it. My other buddy, Tom Lally, I went to elementary school with him. And he usually would come over for a short while. And then I'd go over to his house and hang out. And he had Popeye. I loved that game. I don't think his parents let him lend out any of the games. I think I wanted to borrow it. I don't think his parents let him lend out anything. I mean, naturally, you know, kids forget. Sometimes we still forget to get stuff back that we lent out. Which reminds me, I lent out a Mad Magazine, the History of Mad Magazine book uh, to Ryan McGonigal, which I've got to get back. He's scanning all the pages to make a PDF of, of the book. Phenomenal book. So good. So good. So good. So good. But Atari 2600, that was the first one I had. I had E.T., I had <laughs> Indiana Jones, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I mean, those, those two games just blew my mind. Blew my mind. I, I never, never beat those. They, they felt like such high-concept games. And I don't think there was really an instruction booklet. I think there was one, I think it was just simple things like, oh, press the button to... Use your whip. Because I think that's what it was. The tasty flies would come around. There'd be like a swarm of these tasty flies. You'd have to whip them, get past them. If not, they would drag you down, and then you would th it would throw you into this strange sort of chamber. Oh, man. Oh, man. Indiana Jones. Wow. E.T. See, this is making me want to watch... YouTube to see if there's a playthrough of each of those of either of those games if anyone's ever gotten past them. Atari twenty six hundred. What was yours, man behind the machine? What was yours? Kurt, it is Maria from Strong Body, Strong Soul, and I just wanted to thank you so very much for agreeing to be a moderator on that gigantic Facebook group for podcasters, Podcast Promotion Community. Those three terms are so essential. It's a group of podcasters that are creating a promotion space and a community so that all of Facebook can see our posts. The whole idea is to get everybody's shows more visibility. And Kurt, I know you are so busy and I appreciate any energy you put over there. I just wanted to give a shout out, a message here to invite your listeners. If anybody is interested in joining, they are welcome. Podcast creators, listeners, so that you can interact with podcasters if you're thinking about starting a podcast or if you just like to listen. Also, interviewees are in there from around the world. It's amazing. Thank you, Maria, for interviewing me for it. I'm so happy to be a part of it, and I'm excited to see how things emerge in that community and the ways in which podcasters interact with each other and interview each other within the community. Uh, it's... Every podcaster needs content, and I think especially for those podcasters who are just starting out, too, this is a huge question that we always hear with the podcasters that are just starting out. Oh, I want to do a podcast. What should it be about? And as you and I have discussed, Maria, it's simply put, 
make your podcast about what you love. That way there's no effort. It doesn't have to be an effort. It doesn't have to be a forcing like, oh, everybody, I need all these people to love me. Just, just if you got listeners and people love you, concentrate on those folks who love you. It grows. It grows. It's a, it's, it's, it's a byproduct of what happens when you put love, appreciation, gratitude into the momentum of what's already been built. Just keep feeding the fuel, the mom- just keep feeding it into the path that's being carved. And it all turns out great. And I think those who are starting out, I think this is a perfect opportunity for them, yes, of course, to connect with other podcasters. And in addition to that, get content for their podcast because they could go in there and they can interview each other and find out all these brand new things because every single person is an entire universe of information. Every single person knows some sort of knowledge that we do not know. Whether it's crocheting, whether it is mowing the lawn, whether it is changing light bulbs. Maybe there's a very effective way of changing light bulbs that someone out there knows. That's intriguing. This is stuff that helps. I remember seeing something, uh, what was it? It was a, a YouTube channel. I think this, this woman was a, which I don't know how, how, how this truly works. I'm sure there are certain sects that, that, that uh, allow you to use electronics. But the, uh, the, the, uh, starts with A. Uh, the, 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 mm, the community, you know, those communities that the, the, oh gosh, it's on the tip of my tongue. The community of the people that, and they live, they, they have the carriages, they have the carriages. Oh, it's, it's, oh, it's right on the edge. The, ah, uh, uh, starts with an A, I think. Ah, uh, the, ah, uh, Amish, 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 Amish. The Amish. They, there was a woman who I saw on YouTube. She was showing you something very simple, how to wash your dishes. And uh, instead of just scrubbing one utensil at a time, you, you, you put three or four of them in your hand at a time. And that's a faster, more effective, more efficient. Simple things like that. Simple things like that. Um, and you just dive deeply into that and go, go as far as you can. And people love talking about what they know. I mean, listen to me. I'm talking about what I know. What do I know? <laughs> what do I know? That would actually be a great podcast if you think about a good good uh, subject for a podcast. What do I know? And you go up and you ask people, what do you know? Huh? What do I know? Yeah, what do you know? <laughs> what do I know? What do you know? What do they know? Uh, well, I know this, this, and this about cats. Okay, tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me all the information you know about cats. Someone else might know a lot about magic. Everyone's Everyone has something. And it's funny because a lot of us don't realize that the knowledge that we have is, to someone else, that's like, that's intriguing. To us, it's no big deal um, because we're the ones who are living in it. We're used to it. Anyway, please, folks, join the community. A lot of wonderful people are there. With Maria spearheading the project, you're in safe hands. You are, you are in safe hands. Smooth sailing. Hey, it's Braddo. Do you use any smart watches like the Apple Watch? What do you think about that? Have you tried it before? Even if you don't have it, have you tried it? Tether it to a phone. What do you think about smart watches? Man behind the machine. Man behind the machine. I do have a. I do have a uh, smart watch. My buddy sent it to me. It's called a Wearfit, and it's fun looking at it to see. I have to keep remembering to. Um, to, to, to charge it 
I have to keep remembering to charge it. But I love seeing the amount of steps I walk. I, I'm constantly checking my immunity. It's, it's great. Checks your temperature. Let's see. Yeah. KCAL. How many calories did you burn? Beats per minute. All the... What is this? MMHG. Not sure what that is. SB, SPO2. But it's really intriguing. And, uh, yeah. Do you, I have a smartwatch. Do you, do you have a smartwatch? It's, this is Dick Tracy days. I know on those, uh, Apple watches, people can just talk into it. Just like Dick Tracy, man. Sci-fi is incredible, isn't it? I think you and I have talked about this. It's, it's just absolutely mind explosive. Kitty, kitty. That, you know, things like sci-fi, those, those are predictions. Those are prophecies. Those, those were visions that they wrote down that they saw of the future. And then it came to be. It came to pass. And here we are now, living in the future. Future. Living in, living in, living in the future. Future. Yeah, do you have a smartwatch? Oh, by the way, my immunity is 76%. I just thought I'd let you know. I know you're very curious about that. So I had to share it with you. This is Robert from Twin Peaks, and you're listening to Inspirado Projecto. Got a light? <laughs>